This podcast is brought to you by Cryptic, the best hunting and fishing outdoor tactical gear on the planet. That's right. I said it on the planet. That is why I wear it and my team wears it. Guys, check out Cryptic.com. And when you go to the checkout, type in our code GLADIATORS. That's all capital letters, GLADIATORS, to save that money. Cryptic.com. What is up? Man, I got to give a big shout out to my boy over at thehangerco.com. Luke and I have teamed up, and I am excited about this one. Man, I've had European mounts all over this place just laying here, just taking a space, really not displayed in any fashion. And now he has pimped out all my European mounts. I literally got this tabletop one. Now I'm displaying right here on the podcast table. It's the Havelina, and it is sick, and I love it. Guys, check him out. Go to his website at www.thehangerco.com, and that's H-A-N-G-R-Co.com. Guys, he has European mounts uh, for everything. He has it from deer, bobcat, from all your African games. Like, literally, he has it all. And guess what? It's American-made, and it's a small business, so let's support that. Uh, Guys, but that's not it. By listening to this podcast, you get to save 30%. Off your uh, purchase. Guys, type in that code GU30 at the checkout. Save that money. Everybody be asking me like, damn, Luke, you be Snatter and shoot off? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I beat Aaron. But this time, I can't take all the credit because I have literally have teamed up with No Limits Archery right here out of Denver, Colorado. I believe Phil has put some of the best guys in his shop to work on your equipment. Uh, guys like Jason and Bo, I think they're the best in the business, if you ask me. Because when I drop off my bow, I feel like those guys are treating it like if it was their own. So, I mean, y'all seen what happened. I did beat Snyder. <laughs> but that being said, guys, while you're there, check out their pro shop. It is top notch. They have everything you need from all your archery supplies, from hunting camo and boots. I mean, they got it all. And while you're there... Let's shoot because it's one of the biggest facilities here in the area, indoor and outdoor. Guys, check them out on the IG at No Limits uh, Archery and www.nolimitsarchery.com. Damn, Cody, everybody be liking what we're doing with this Bullhorn app. Yeah, what's not to like, man? You get to text, you get to call in, you get to run your mouth with your favorites every episode. Man, we love it. I love the interaction we get in with our uh, listeners. Guys, if you guys want to become a part of your favorite podcast, download the app, bullhorn.fm, your podcast app. This podcast is brought to you by Kafaro International. It's gear for life. Extreme hunting products, packs, frames, tents, shelters, sleeping systems, stoves, and more. Did I mention it's American-made? I love it, America. America. Hey, guys, check them out. It's kafaro.net. Oh damn! What up? What up? What up? <laughs> we back in the mobile unit, Eastern Colorado here. Uh, I'm a one man team. We in the uh, studio. Yeah, no skinny clothes, no Tomas. I'm out here guiding, uh, killing state records and shit. You know, with my man Frank. And man, it is um, unbelievable. Oh, no, we ain't got no audio? Come on, dog. Um, anyways, 
Um, yeah, it should be working. Is that on? Yeah, everything's good. Let me, let me see what's up here real quick. Let me make sure everything's good. Is it recording through the... Yeah. Oh. How about that there, peoples? My peoples? Can you hear? Can you hear now? Can you hear? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I'm a boy, Damon. Yes? No? Yes? No. Branson, what up? Sure. <laughs> Who is all on? <laughs> Oh, right on, right on. Well, listen, um, my man Frank here, we came out here, what, Friday, Saturday, and uh, we decided to help uh, guide some hunters, uh, antelope hunting, and man, it's been, it's been a, fun, man. a blast, it right? Like we've been out here longer than we have. I know. Nestor, um, Nestor said he needed a hand, and you know, we ain't got no jobs or nothing. <laughs> we ain't got shit to do. <laughs> no, he, he, He's been super generous and offered uh, to give us a, the opportunity to come out here and give him a hand out here with the antelope, and it's been, it's been fun, man. It's a lot of fun. His whole operation, what he got's going on here, is unbelievable. I mean, I will say, um, you know, I've known Nestor now for a couple of years now, and I had no idea his operation was like this. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's definitely cool. Um, I, so far, we have guided. I don't even know how many. Uh, At least four, four, four each. Couple different, few different groups. We helped out on a couple other groups as well, and it's been, it's a, been good. We've been batting a thousand. Yeah, um, I will say, obviously, my side has won the bigger battle of the bunch. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All the goats out here, man, they're just they're great goats. They're I great the, goats. One of the coolest things about antelope hunting is. No two are the same, too. You know, you, every single one has its different, unique you, tra- traits and features to it. And, you know, you're going to come out here and there's no shortage of antelope. And it's kind of funny. <clears throat> some of these guys that have come out, they've, they haven't hunted antelope before and they don't really know what to expect. And as soon as you enter the property, they're just, they're spread boom. out all over the place. And they're like, wow, I've, I've n- I didn't expect to see this many different antelope running around. And, Right now, it's I guess it's like peak rut. I would say right now is the peakest rut of the. Uh, I mean, I mean I love the decoy deal. So if you bring mm-hmm. out this decoy, we're using the ultimate predator decoy. Well, that's what I'm using, and you flop this thing up, and you head right at him with yeah. your hunter right behind you. And man, we have closed from thousands of yards mm-hmm. to 200, 150. Uh, I think the closest we had with uh, my boy Bob, sixty yards. And, and this happened multiple times, you know, yeah. and it's it just it's so fun. It is so fun. Yeah, it's addicting, man. And the crazy thing is, you know, you have some people come out here and it's it's wide open and they're like, how you, know, you see the antelope out there and like, how are we going to close that distance? And you're like, Shit, let daddy work. <laughs> just watch. Just watch. <laughs> let the dad just watch. We'll do it. Well, and here's the thing. Like, so let's say you fire and you miss and you blow that antelope. Go down the road a little bit. Go down the, the field. You're gonna have another opportunity here. Right, right. That's one thing I will, um, you know, because we came out here in August antelope hunting, and it's just nine day difference archery, archery to rifle. Like, um, it's frustrating for our, uh, archery, but this time, oh, you gotta, must, you must smell like a goat dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the opportunity of Spot and stalking uh, these goats are way, your odds are good. If you blow one, miss one, whatever, 
you're going to get on another one. Mm-hmm. And it may be even bigger than the one that you were going after. Yeah, and I mean, the archery hunting out here, you have access to so much land, but it, it can be frustrating. And, uh, you know, we, we got on some stocks and got in close during archery season. You and Tomas had, had some tags um, to fill. And Nestor offers archery hunts, he offers muzzleloader, and he offers rifle hunts for antelope. And then he does his, his mule deer thing, which is kind of blowing up, I think. I mean, it's, it's crazy. They're, they're showing us these videos when they get back to camp each night, and they're on these freaking monster mule deer, the genetics out here are insane but you know if he's got he's got leases for elk in the mountains he's got bear hunts and he's got his mule deer and, and antelope hunts so he's got a full operation and a lot of different a lot of different game to, to chase and the thing is man like the one thing i will say about nesters like we ha- i mean we had a country singer here mm-hmm. i mean we got who's who here right now in camp uh, yeah. they're mule deer hunting um we got rihanna carey uh, Eva Shockey, Eva here. Uh, Amanda Caldwell. Um, I mean, and then all Mike, our guys, Mike Ryan, Mike Ryan, country singer, which was last night was pretty cool. Cause we were at this bar called Southside right across the street from the hotel. So the guys can walk on over and, uh, dude, he, we ate and, and man, we ate ribeyes. I mean, you can have anything you want. And, um, that man picks up the bill. Mm-hmm. Nestor picks up the bill and, uh, I I thought that was pretty cool with it, with how That's he does. That's why you got that twelve ounce, huh? Yeah. Well, I, the first that <laughs> I did, I only got ten. This like I could finish it. Um, I didn't want to get the meat sweats, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we you know we did that, um, and Mike Ryan actually brought a guitar in, mm-hmm. and he played for us a little bit after we ate, and I thought that was cool. He played a couple songs that are coming out, not even what this month. Yeah, and October twenty eighth. Yeah. So. Um, he was definitely, um, he's cool. I think he's getting ready to leave today. I know he has shit to do. Uh, I think he's going with somewhere with uh, Cole. Uh, Cole. Yeah, Cole. Cole Wetzel. Yeah. Going on tour. It yeah. was special, man. You know, it's just like, just a, the hunting camp, which was probably, I don't know, 15, 20 guys. And then he busts out, the and gals, bust out the guitar. And it's like our own little private concert. He played probably four or five songs. And. It was awesome, man. It was it was, it was definitely a cool little treat for us. Um, and that's what a lot of the hunters were saying. Like, the, the hunt's awesome, but just the atmosphere and being around a bunch of people that are just, you know, laid back and cool, and it's it's the whole package. It's yeah, like whole it was. Experience. But at the same time, we there were some cool-ass hunters coming in. We had some cool. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't complain about my people. I mean, yeah. uh, everybody that was in camp has, has been fun. We've had drinks. Um, we literally just having a great time out here. And to, uh, to put it all together, they all have all put their tag on the animal. And it's been cool, man. Like, I, I couldn't think of spending a better October 1 mm-hmm. to now. Uh, I'm going to event. I'm going to leave tomorrow. I got to get back home to the family. But realistically, I could not have spent a better week here uh, with the whole crew. It's been fun. I, I think the hard part is. You know, you spend so so much hours in the car with these guys. Mm-hmm. You get to know them real fast, mm-hmm. and then bam, they gotta leave. Yeah. yeah, you're like fuck, dude. And then you gotta do it all over again. You know, mm-hmm. I get attached, man. I like people. You know, I I, uh, I think it's fun when you get to meet people and they talk to you and they and, and then you successfully. I mean, you know how it is to hunt. Mm-hmm. Like it's that camaraderie and um, yeah, it's been fun, man. I've. Uh, I've had some good times with all my guys. What about you, man? What, what, what? Well, I just, I've said this before, and I, I think that one of the best parts of 
being in some involved in some of the outdoor industry stuff and then also the the guiding side of things is you get to meet people from all walks of life you know you have you have uh just your regular you know blue collar guys um some wealthier guys and you know everyone's it's they're just people and yeah and you get to know these guys like you're saying and they're so interesting in their stories and it's it's fun you know and it's it's people that i i would say i would normally not get to know or yeah. befriend otherwise and um that's i think that's one of the most special parts about just hunting in general in the outdoors you know we have all these common interests and then people come from their different walks of life and you get to hear about their lives and stuff they've done and you know like um the client i was just with ej he's i could see him being like a lifelong friend and he was he was a good dude to hang out with yeah. we spent a couple of days together and we were we were after a, a nice antelope he ended up getting one yesterday and he was so happy and you know that's that's kind of what it's all about man so, yeah, it's definitely been uh, experience just meeting all these different mm-hmm. backgrounds. Guys from Indiana, St. Louis, mm-hmm. um, California, o- Oklahoma, Ogie, o- the the Texans, mm-hmm. my little Vatos Locos, <laughs> the essays, the essays. Uh, it's been fun. What's that? What's that guy say? Other uh, question. Show us your tits. No, it didn't say that. <laughs> Branson said, is being guided by Luke as close to a DIY experience as you can get being on a guided hunt? <laughs> wow. You know Shit, man. I mean, you've been having some great luck. You know, you're, you're a damn professional coming back. You come back to camp with that swagger walk that you got. It's been fun. Like, here, here's the thing. Like, I I know enough about hunting where I can fuck it up and then I can be successful. And I try not to fuck it up, but... Like I said, uh, the place that we hunt these antelope right now, there's so many of them right now, and there's like if you if you if you mess uh, a shot or if you want to, you know, if you look at it a little closer, you're like, ah, I want to pass. Mm-hmm. We can do that. There's a lot of opportunities here, so you know. And he's got, I mean, he's got access to hundreds of thousands of acres in this this ranch that yeah. we're hunting is is huge. It's huge here, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's not like you know I'm out guiding a 230 inch deer you know right. and i you know would i do that i'd have to watch those yeah, guys yeah, do it for a while you know before i felt comfortable taking a client out and doing it um but yeah i mean it's hunting we all have hunted you know we take the good experiences with the bad experiences and you know try not to fuck up a guy's hunt but what i try to do is honestly just make it fun. I make it fun, man. Right. From when they when I when I shake their hand to putting them in the car, putting their stuff on, and when we start hunting, you know, obviously, you know, we, you know, we're safe. You know, we we you know we watch the muzzles. You know, we don't want no accidents out here for one. Nobody to get hurt. But besides all that, like we are fucking telling jokes. I'm laughing, music. I mean, we're making it fun. We're snacking. I'm a snack master, man. I got the snacks. The snack master. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've been on some guided hunts before. I've been on, on some yeah. guided hunts before, and I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, sometimes you get into camp and there's a lot, you feel like there's a lot of pressure on you, yep. and and it's it's very tense, whereas, you know, you want these guys to come in here and these, these gals to come in here and just have a good time, man, and let them know if, hey, if you, if you do miss a shot, no big deal. We're going to go get on another group. Yep, and, absolutely. And don't feel any pressure, you know, and if, and if you're after something really special, we'll go find it if we can, and... You know, we're, we'll make the hunt everything that you want it to be. So I think that's that's important. That's important for me, too. That's, it is. From what I've experienced, that's what I've noticed is, like, the the most fun I've had is, is with the, the guide and, 
and being able to talk to them and stuff like that. So, well, the thing is, is like, you know, where I've been, I've had some pretty horrible experience. And like, even the first thing, um, some of these guys, you know, we get talking and I ask them, you know, how many, you know, guided hunts have you been on? Like, how do you, how do you like to be guided? Mm-hmm. He's like, man, I just don't want a bad experience. Like I've had some shitty deals and I don't want to, I want to have fun and I want to see the animals and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, you definitely should. Be. We're all right. Oh, snap, Cody. We have made it. Oh man, Luke, it feels so good. I'm finally a somebody. Man, I'll tell you what. Our boys over at Tito Knives have came through and made our own backcountry rolls. Ultra light, ultra sharp, and now ultra fly. Oh snap, I like that little saying. Man, now's the time to go on their website, check out what they got on their inventory. Right now, they got our own backcountry rolls, Gladiators Unleashed. It's sexy, bro. Sexy. And once you get done purchasing your own backcountry rolls, make sure you post this on the gram. And uh, guess what? Some lucky winner is going to get some swag to their door. Type in that code GU15. Save 15% off your entire purchase. Oh, shit. What was that saying you just said? Ultra light, ultra sharp, and ultra fly player. I honestly just think, you know, and I think the experience of the whole hunt, them being with us and being out here, on Alex's operation, um, they see like how you know a true guided hunt should be, and how how the the fun atmosphere You're setting that standard, man. It is, and then I I honestly think um, you know when you know these people pay you know great money for this for a hunt, you know, right. and I mean I don't give a shit if you're paying a hundred dollars for something, you you pay for a service, you're gonna get a top notch service, you know, you pay for what you get, and I think that's you know. Why Alex has, you know, gotten a great name in this Eastern Plain, Colorado, is because one, his guys are good, uh, entertainment's great, uh, the service is good. Um, yeah, I mean, the word of mouth is where it's at, you know. And um, of course, it, you want return customers too, right? You want guys that come back that have fun and they yep. they want to experience that again the next year. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, or bring somebody new with them, you know. Or mm-hmm. I mean, I think what. Yesterday we had, or two days ago, we had the guy, uh, Matt, that came down, mm-hmm. never hunted before. He missed the first day. He was all bummed out, and we, I was like, man, listen, it happens. We all we all miss, you know. Mm-hmm. Believe me, you're talking about the mismaster here. Quiver <laughs> <laughs> full of fives. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think that that is huge, you know, how everything plays out to the night. I mean, because it's. I know when I miss, I'm, I get discouraged, and I'm like, "Damn, that that was my one and only opportunity." Mm-hmm. Not not in this situation. It's like we're gonna get back on it. You're gonna get on the goat, and we're gonna have fun again. You know, but I can't say that you know it's all about you know the land or the the guide or the you know the people that come in here. It's the whole team, you know. Right. Like, he, like the one thing that Alex has here is, you know, he has the place, the hotel where you're staying at. Um, he has the the bar across the street with the service, drinks. I mean, um, what's her name again? I had Courtney. Courtney. She runs the Southside Bar there, right across the street. And she came in two days. They were closed, opened it up for us, served us. On their days off. Mm-hmm. I mean, you cannot beat that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, the whole overall experience, man. It's it's awesome out here. And um, I think the 
the the cool thing right now is sorry, I got the hiccup burpees. Hey, is the the rut right now? Yeah. And if you've ever, I mean, yes, you a lot of hunters have probably experienced, you know, whitetail rut, the elk rut. Um, I don't know what other rut there is, but. You've been in the rut before. Yeah, I'm always in the rut, bro. My, my rut's 24-7. That's uh, why I'm taking that top bunk. You can't get up there that easy. <laughs> There's no way out there. And uh, what was that movie, Blood to Blood Out? Uh, give me some chon-chon. I'm Popeye. And uh, so anyway, um, what I was going with this was, you know, it takes a, the team. And when you have a great team and then you, you add that rut action – Dude, it's a it's a grand slam here right now. Well, it was cool. The first group we had, um, we had uh, Gus from St. Louis and his and his son. But Gus came in early, and yeah. and I mean we we got out there first spot we went to. There was a really nice antelope, and he was able to take it. But yep. the cool thing is, we we got it all taken care of. Got photos. We got it skinned out. Got it all quartered out and stuff. And we came back, and right when we came back in, his son showed up with their buddy, and we were able to take his son out and. Um, you know, his son has never experienced any of this stuff, and so we went up to this high spot to glass, and there were all these antelope in this valley, and they were running all over the place, and it was cool to just watch the animal behavior and, and watch these bucks chasing off other bucks and, and running these does around all over the valley, and, and Luke was his, the kid's name, and um, he was just like, dude, I've, I've never seen anything like this. This is such a cool experience, uh, and that was before he even got to, to go on a stock. We were just glassing from up high just to be on animals right away like how many mm-hmm. times have you been on a hunt and you don't even see an animal mm-hmm. for day two day three you know and then they're like you know miles away and you're like damn i gotta go over there and then bam to get like i thought that was cool the cool the cool thing on the on the and it was kind of like us popping our cherries as guides uh too uh I, I thought we were very good with it and I, like like I say, I always go back guiding like what I like and what I think's important. Um, we kept the dad's antelope in the back of the truck, you know, tagged out, everything uh, good. And I said, we're going to, if we get him, we're going to get this picture. That's pretty fucking cool. Like a memory that he's going to have forever. Mm-hmm. You know, the father's going to have it. Show us all his friends. His dad, uh, the son's going to have it. Luke's going to have it forever. I mean, that's a, that's something that, you know, I wish I had. Yeah. You know, I do not have one. I think I have a uh, a picture of me and my dad pheasant hunting one time. But in the background, you can see the game warden's lights coming after us. <laughs> <laughs> it was a couple side-by-side mug shots. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, uh, you know, our gripper grins are fucking handcuffed. No, I'm just kidding. But that shit be funny, right? <laughs> No, it was uh, special, man. It was it was cool that he, Gus was the dad and Luke was the son, and and he was able to watch his son take his antelope, and he was an awesome antelope. We we glassed him up from afar. We started moving in on him, and they they ran out further into the into that little pasture, that valley. So we we made a plan to circle around and and park and walk up this ravine, and uh, it was awesome because his dad was there with him when he shot his antelope, and they were so excited. And then, like you said, we were able to to get a picture with both of them with their antelope. Um, and so, I mean, that was that was really special. Yeah, and, and let's talk about that hunt real quick because, well, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk about each experience that we've had with each other because it's all been badass, I think. They've all been badass, and 
um, with him, with Gus, the dad, we got him right away. He shot the antelope a little low, hurt him, didn't go nowhere. It looked like a great shot. Yeah. And um, he was still alive. And we said, put another one in. And he just he kept, he missed. He kept missing. And, and me, I think, uh, well, what was it? The grain of the bullet. He, got, he grabbed the wrong box of the bullet or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it did play a factor. It wasn't the gun was off. It was just different grains of bullets, you know. Yeah. And that being said, we got the animal. We'd done it. But when his son came in, he was going to use his dad's gun. And while Frank here, um, or, you know, everybody has their own gun here, um, we have backup guns for them. And the kids never shot, what, past 200 yards, he said. Or, no, well, he, it was like 100. Up, yeah. yeah. Growing up out east there, they hunt with slug guns. So I think he said he never shot anything past 80 yards. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, we go on this stock, and it's, it's getting a little later, and we have to, we have to hustle up, and we're, we're moving in. And we basically got as close as we could before, you know, legal shooting light was out. And you know, we got him set up on the prone on the bipod. Yep. And, um, you know, it was still a, a little further than he, he felt comfortable with. So we even moved up even further. You're yep. like, dude, just, just let's just move up a little bit further and see what happens. And that buck was pretty preoccupied with two other bucks that were kind of trying to move in on his, on his doe. So every time they kind of got um, preoccupied, we'd mo- we moved up a little bit further and we got him set up prone and um, I ended up taking off my binos and putting it under the rear of the of the. Stock. Oh, would that help? Yeah. I didn't know it. it stabilized it completely. And he's like, "Dude, this is fu- this is perfect." So, um, you know, you got you and Gus were probably fifty yards back. Yeah, and I, was well, like, I, I think we were probably like seventy yards back because yeah. I, I said I didn't want to blow this opportunity because it's getting it's getting close to last yeah. light, right? And mm-hmm. we only had like, I bet when you pull the trigger, he pulled the trigger. Five minutes left, right? If that, and I knew I kept on looking at the uh, watch, and I said, "Hey, you're gonna do it." I'm trying to lie at you, and I'm giving you the time. And well, so what? What was happening is they were they were out on this flat, and uh, I would range it, and then I would dial the scope, and then he would move, or he would move behind some does, or he would go and try to chase off those bucks. So you know, we're ranging, trying to get a good ethical broadside shot, ranging, dialing. And finally, that thing just stopped and dialed it. And I'm like, if you feel comfortable, you're nice and solid. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm ready. And uh, squeezes that trigger and whap. Whacked it. Dropped it. Dropped it in its tracks. And he's he's prone. And I'm like, yeah, you got him. You got him. I went to, I went to hit him in the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped him right in the face. Fucking okay, just backhand and bitch slap. Bro. <laughs> Bro. I'm like, damn, I'm like, dude. oh, my God. Luke, I'm so sorry, man. I meant, to, I meant to hit you in the shoulder. He's like, no. No, that was awesome. And he was so excited, man. You know, we, like, we hopped up and we high-fived and hugged. And- right when you shot, I pulled up my binos. Yeah. And I look and I'm like, what the hell happened? Because I saw a couple coyotes out there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, shit. That might, you know, yeah. scatter him. I didn't realize you guys shot because you had that I had can. The su- had the suppressor on there. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even hear the shot. And Gus heard it, mm-hmm. but I didn't because I was more worried about the time and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm hitting my jacket here, you know, so yeah. it made a little noise. That's how quiet that can was. Yeah, super quiet. And so we went we went all the way up there. I mean, we stocked that, that goat for them over what? It's probably probably a mile and a half. Yeah, so, I was yeah. thinking that was yeah. probably one of the longest ones we've done. Yeah, and uh, it was just cool because me and Frank could be in the car well, together. We, we interview as a team. Hmm. 
<laughs> yeah. Let me help you with that. I think it's a pat. <laughs> Pam? Or is it Pam, Pam or Pan? Pan. Um, why are you guys wearing those? Uh, but, yeah, it, it's been fun. So me and Frank took those first guys out, and, uh, you know, we took the you know the side-by-side photos, uh, and they were done the first night, yeah. you know, which was probably – Good and bad for them. They're like, oh, shit, what are we going mean, to do it, now? It doesn't always happen like that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it can happen. I always say on any hunt, it could happen in the first hour of the first day or it could happen the, the last five minutes of the last day. Of the last day, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, those guys those guys have been cool. I, I started following them on IG now and mm-hmm. looking at them. So you, you kind of look at their past. I was looking at all their pictures of Luke's, and I'm like, cool, he got some new little girlfriend. And, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's cool, man, I, just to meet these guys and, mm-hmm. and go and – but yeah, either way, it's it was uh, it was fun, and uh, this drink break is brought to you by KillCliff.com, energy that doesn't suck. KillCliff is the clean energy drink with no sugar and 150 milligrams of clean caffeine. Now with 100 percent more winning, because losing sucks and losing is for losers. Did I mention it's totally American and a proud partner of the Navy SEAL Foundation, guys? Check them out, killcliff.com. Type in our code, GU15. The second guys we took out, um, we split up. Well, we we took EJ out for a while. Yeah. And then the other hunters came in, so I had to take them out. And uh, so we split up. And EJ, awesome dude, Oklahoma boy. Great guy. He wanted... um, a, a booner pretty much he wanted right. the big one and so he passed on a few and um i would say then you you kind of took over that one with him yeah. and the first day you guys didn't you guys didn't get anything the first yeah. day yeah he, i mean he had his his standard of what he wanted to shoot and you know um you want to set that expectation on any hunt and and just let him know you're like you know you're after something special it's there's definitely no guarantee there are big antelope out here but you know boone and crockett antelope is what 80 inches and yeah all time is 82 plus or whatever so you know it's it's a very high standard and he understood that and you know we we covered a lot of ground and we saw a lot of different bucks um and you know that first day we we went out on a stop we found one with some really heavy mass and we wanted to get close and get it in the spotter and, and make look it over and make sure that that is exactly the antelope he wanted so you know we found this we called it the back country because there's no roads back there. No, you know, there's there's a lot of roads on this ranch where you can drive and you can glass yeah. and then put your stock on. Yeah, but we went to a spot where you know, had to go through a ravine and and park and, and do some walking, which is cool with me, man. I think it's fun and that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to get that experience too because sometimes sitting in the truck can get a little monotonous as well. Yeah. So we went out there and we found this really nice antelope and uh, we got the spotter out and. Um, we decided we wanted to get a little bit closer and, and he decided we wanted to go for it. We put this stock on and, uh, basically right when the stock started, they, they got up, moved around this knob and he started chasing this doe back and yeah. forth. And we ended up, I think we ended up walking like five and a half, six miles that evening, just trying to get close to him. They, every time we'd, we'd respot them, they, we, at one point we got to like 187 yards and they were below this hill and you could just see his, his horns walking and we're like, all right, it's going to happen. And then... As soon as that happened, he goes and chases the doe off again. So, you know, it's, it's a bit of a cat and mouse game, and we didn't end up getting them that evening. And uh, we went back to camp, but we had a we had an awesome day. Yeah, it was it, it, like I said, the opportunities there here um, on his operation, and you know, I had to take out 
uh, Bob, in a St. Louis guy, um, awesome dude. You know, when you first meet these guys, you don't really know what to expect. But man, when he got in the car, we started bullshitting, and damn, I was like, dude, this is gonna be awesome, Bob. And, you know, and right away we looked at probably two to three uh, antelope that were awesome antelope. I would not have, I I would have shot him personally. And he was all like, well. Yeah, we just started driving. Let's let's see what else. <laughs> so that could come back and bite you in the ass too, you know. And I was like, okay, cool. And uh, you know, it was for, it was morning, and uh, we finally got on one that we wanted to go on a stock. Um, what I think uh, about nine hundred yards. I popped out that decoy out, and I said, and Bob's a big man, right? Like mm-hmm. he's a big man, so he towered me, and he's hiding behind me, and I'm got the decoy out, and he's just, you know. Yeah. Walking behind me, he's like, "No way, this is gonna work. This is not gonna work, Luke." And <laughs> and I'm like, "Just let the man work here. Let, let me master, work, dog." The goat master. And uh, so I we just kept going, and there was a group of probably like three or four bucks there with two does, and we got into 500 yards. And then he started looking at me like I looked back at him. I'm like, "You good?" He goes, "Yeah." fucking hot out here you know <laughs> and i'm like believe me i know and so we get going we got up to more and I, you know before we left the car i said what do you feel comfortable and he goes ah 350 uh 300 and i was like well okay so when we hit you know like 250 uh he goes i'm good man you know should we uh shoot it and right then we're after these bucks right here and i got this decoy out and right then here comes this buck from the side straight on us about 60 yards charging in just charging in and i tr- i turned the decoy over and i'm like oh shit right there and you know it's one of those bucks where you don't have to put the binos up i mean 60 yards you're like that's a shooter. And he, i'm like that's a shooter right there and he started circling running in back and forth like he wanted to ch- come in and tap my ass like he did <laughs> and i i was there and i was like he goes I go 100, 100, 99, 110. You know, I'm I'm on the rangefinder, and he he's on the sticks, and he finally was looking straight at us, and I said, just wait till he turns broadside. He ain't he's not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, about 150, he uh, he turned broadside, and I'm right next to him, and he goes, should I shoot? I said, fuck yeah, send it, <laughs> boom. He dropped that thing like a bad habit, bro. And I was so pumped. And he was like, like he's a big man. He was like, yeah, you know, and I was like, yeah. And uh, he was the experience of that one. Like we were going after completely different ones. Yeah. And this big one just comes straight in after us. That was that was pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah. And he was he was stoked, man. And, uh, you know, we looked back and we're about a thousand yards from the truck and I'm looking at him, looking at him, and I'm trying to give him the keys to take his ass back to the truck. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, he, I said, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head back. Yeah, I'm gonna go grab the truck." And he goes, "Ah, oh, thanks, man." <laughs> and I said, "Don't worry, just stay here, enjoy yeah. the moment, mm-hmm. take your pictures, whatever. Call your, call your wife or your buddies and tell them you got one right away." Right. And um, he goes, "Uh, well." I kept. I get back to the truck and he goes, man, I'm gonna tell you right now, man. 
I love the entertainment you gave me in the vehicle, but goddamn, you know what you're doing. And I said, I played it off like a G, like, yeah, I'm pretty good. You know, I've done this before. <laughs> goddamn, that shit was luck, dog. <laughs> and it was so cool because it was, it was like I, I pulled the trigger on that too. You mm. know what I mean? Like how, how it worked off. And that was pretty much like the real first like stock we put on. Mm. And it, 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 it went great. So we loaded it up. And he had uh, two other buddies that were – Hunting with, uh, I think, was Sterling? Sterling or yeah. Cole, one of them. Yeah, yeah, Sterling and Cole, I think, one of those two. Mm-hmm. And we come back and we did it. And, I mean, we just had a great time. Their whole group tagged out, too. Yeah. And um, it was just awesome, awesome with that group. And, um, you know, they hung out, what, a day, another day and a half or mm-hmm. whatever, and stayed the night and, or uh, drank beer with us uh, in the evenings. Um, yeah, I think they just left early this morning, actually. Yep. So it was good with those guys. Like it, it was, it was just fun to meet those guys and you know and have them all being successful. Yeah. So, and uh, you know, when we when we tagged these guys out, Nestor called the other group and said, "Hey, man, if you guys want to come out a day early or whatever, we're ready for you." Yeah. Well, they were here, yeah. And I had no idea who these guys are, but um, you know, they were coming in when you were still hunting with EJ, yeah. And, you know, then you finally tagged him out, and you and I could not wait to see that go. Yeah. Yeah. Because so that was, what was that, yesterday morning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, second morning with EJ, we went out. And the crazy thing, I mean, about the antelope right now, it, and probably a lot of different animals while they're in the rut, is they can be anywhere. You know, we we had driven through this spot and glassed it, and we hadn't, in the in the several days that you and I have been out there, we hadn't seen a single antelope. We pop over this hill, and there was a, a really nice buck down in this draw with this doe. And it was another one of those situations where um, you're, you're looking at it, and you're like, damn it, I don't know how close we can get. We're, they're about 1,000 yards out. There's a little bit of a draw that we can start our, our approach in, and then we're going to have to be belly crawling for quite a bit. And, you know, we didn't have the decoy with us, um, so we didn't have that as an option. So, you know, we decided to put a plan together. Um, and we got in our, our stock, and we were in that draw, but we ended up getting to this kind of this little rise that we had to basically belly crawl over um, to get within position, and uh, I think we ended up crawling on our hands and knees for probably 250, 300 yards, cutting off a lot of yardage, and um, basically every time the, the buck and the doe, they would either feed or they would – you know, looking a different direction, we're, we're crawling up, doing that Cabanchi sneak. The you know what I'm Caban- talking about? I know, the old Cabanchi sneak. I was sneak. like, you know anything about the Cabanchi sneak? He's like, is that, what what language is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we ended up getting up, and um, I ended, I brought the spotter with it with us, um, and we, we got him in the spotter, and he, he looked him over, and he was like, yeah, that's, that's the one I want to take. You know, this thing had, it carried its mass all the way up. It didn't have super long cutters, but it had pretty good length and really good mass. And, uh, you know, EJ um, said he felt really comfortable shooting longer ranges if he wanted to, but um, we ended up getting to about 350 yards. He he got in his uh, on his shooting bipod or tripod and waited for it to turn broadside and sent that 6.5 PRC and dropped it right there in his tracks. And we got up there, man. He was so excited and happy, and you know it was it was a really nice antelope. So and and that's what it is, man. Like just having a good time and a good stock, a good hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. Yeah, yeah. There's times where you just get out of the vehicle and and get lucky. Get lucky, you know. But like when you when a when a plan comes together, it's fun. I mean, I, it really is. It's and it's been fun. And and I'm sure we're gonna have our nightmares where shit doesn't work out. But 
so far it's been great, man. And, uh, you know, um, really I think this next bunch that we had, um, well, what I had and, um, were the, were, were the boys from Texas. Yeah. And when Nestor said, Hey, these guys, um, Javier, he guides, he hunts, he does this and that. He knows what to do. Just locate the goats, help him locate the goats and whatever, and let him be. And I was like, cool, because there's a lot of pressure off me, like a guy that knows what he's doing. He's guided. So mm-hmm. uh, all I had to do is just kind of show him the territory and, like, where, where we can hunt and stuff. And um, it was cool, man. Like, me and him just really bonded, and we had fun. You know, like, we have we have jokes and and he was fun, but his his other buddies that were here too, uh, they they were a hoot, man. Like they're just fun, fun people. I love the uh, his mustache and everything, yeah. and it was yeah. he's, it just they're cool guys from Texas, and um, I had a blast with them. They like to drink, so you know we got along good. Gave <laughs> uh, at the end of the night, we know we had cigars. It was it was definitely an experience with these guys, but you know his hunt, you know. This guy, like, we get out of the, we get in the vehicle the first morning, and I said, "What are you looking to hunt?" He goes, "Man, I want a, I want a big one." Of course, everybody wants a big one, right? He goes, "I'm like, what are you looking like? You know, seventy five and up." He goes, "I, I want one with good length and good mass, and maybe even character. I don't know." He goes, "I'll know when I see it." Well, right away, I'm like, "Okay, cool, man," and. We get up, and I, I go to my spot that I like to go check out right away. The Boneyard. The Boneyard. And, uh, man, we pull over this little little ridge, and I said, let's just pull up here in glass. And right away we seen some coming out. I said, hey, let's, uh, let's, let me show you something. And he goes, okay, cool. He I said, pop- why, why are you taking your <laughs> pants off, dog? <laughs> he goes, what kind of guy did you do? I'm like, like, you we're want a, the- We're a long ways from town, player. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't do that, but... Uh, <laughs> Goddamn, dude. And then, so I, I went and... Uh, <clears throat> I went and I popped out the decoy. I said, come here, come right behind me. And it was, this was... First thing in the morning, and this buck, I mean, I I would say he comes, he's he's a probably about a 74-incher right away, like, boom. And I'm not really it's good. Really the nice more I've done it, yeah. yeah. I haven't done this a lot, but it's like I would not have no problem saying shoot that fucker, right? Like, it's a, it's a green light. So I I said, uh, watch this. So I look at him, and he's behind me, and this antelope comes, boom, right on us, mm-hmm. 50 yards from – Probably 300 yards to 50 yards in a second. And I look back. I'm like, hey, you have your phone? You have your phone? And I said, he goes, I look back. I'm like, damn, where's your gun? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't ready. <laughs> we we just kind of shut the bed on that one. But it was cool because, you know, it wasn't the one that we wanted to shoot. And uh, uh, we were we had such a good time. I was like, well, now we know what to do. Yeah. Always bring your gun. Bring the gun. Bring the yes, gun. very important. And, uh. You know, uh, he had a bipod mm-hmm. on his gun, and uh, I never had my shooting sticks with me, right? Mm-hmm. So that came back and bit us in the ass. And uh, so we get done, and we do that. We did that. I think we spotted, like, two or three goats that morning, and he passed, right? Yeah. 
and I'm starting to scratch my head. I'm like, God damn, what kind of is he looking for you, right? I mean, because, you know, like I said, I've only been out here a few times, and and but I'm like, I, you know, I would shoot him. You know what I right, mean? Right. But like I said, Javier, he knew what he wanted to shoot, and, yeah. and he made a good point to me that I, you know, that I uh, that I took very well. He goes, "Hey man, if we went, if we didn't pass up on these ones, we went and got the one that we shot, right? Exactly. And uh, and I, so you know, obviously it panned out good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but later the day, his boys tag out. Yeah. They were with uh, Sterling and Rihanna, and they they got him. And man, uh, I couldn't believe you know the first timer got one, and then another hunter got one, and then so. We went and picked up his boys and put them in the truck with us to hang out with uh, Javier to help us glass. And uh, this was probably, what, 1, 2 o'clock. We got to finally get back out to the spot. And we're looking, we're looking, and um, homeboy actually goes, hey, man, there's some way out there. And I pull up the glass, and I look, and I'm like, oh, shit. There's, it's like when you pull up the glass, and you're, you're like, like yeah, that one's nice, right? Mm-hmm. And when there was like two or three of them in there. And I, you know, I said, come on, let's go pull a, let's go pull a, a stock on these on, right? Well, the first time they come out and, you know, this is just kind of the part of where I'm not um, really good. I expect everybody to know how to, how to get out of a vehicle yeah. and, uh, and uh, you know, check it out. You know, like they wanted to get the spotter out. Uh, they're getting out the, the spot. They're getting out of the vehicle, slamming doors. I'm like, I turned back around. I'm like, God damn it. That one. <laughs> You not want your boy to get one or what? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, y'all some haters. <laughs> uh, no, so you know it was cool. Like we, yeah. you know, we could talk like that to each other, and we're like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, yeah, give people shit. Keep the door that. open. Fuck it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's a rental. Fuck it. And uh, <laughs> so uh, we had so much fun doing that, and uh, we finally get on him. I pulled out the decoy, and these guys never seen it done either, right? Mm-hmm. And. I was like, "Hey, get behind me and just kind of ride my ass, pretty much." And we and just he's started. Like, damn, what kind of guy it was? This is the well, second no, time. I, I was like, "Damn, is that your gun? Could that quit <laughs> yeah. having your gun hit yeah. my ass, dog?" Point that thing in a safe direction, dog. <laughs> that thing's loaded. <laughs> so uh, I was like, "Damn, America, damn!" <laughs> and uh, so we get going, and man, we we spot these uh, goats. Well, they were uh, about twelve hundred yards away. And you know damn well when my fat ass gets out of the vehicle and I got to go 1,200 yards. It's a good one. It's a good one. So I said, okay, pull the decoy out. We started walking. And he could, he said he could shoot, uh, um, you know, pretty far and whatever. And, uh, well, mine is back Backtrack real quick. That morning, we got on a fucking bruiser. Yeah. And, we, and this one was big. So that kind of set the standards real high. And what happened was... I didn't have shooting sticks. We were good. He had his bipod, but the weeds were too high. Yeah. And we got down too low, and we couldn't see him when he was there. And I was like, God damn. And then this one just kept on going. We got him on. We got on him two more times, and he just kept running with his girls. Mm-hmm. And that 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 part fucking sucked because if I would have got that one, I would have been guy of the year for sure. Legend. Dude, Legendary. Deep. 
deep. I would have. I seriously. I I would have had Nestor give me a belt buckle, say guy of the year. <laughs> but either way, like I don't know. It was massive. I don't know how tall it was or what. I just knew he was fucking large, yeah. right? And he knew it too. We pulled the glasses when we first seen it, and we're like, "Yep, that's the one." So we 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 got into like two hundred some yards to it, and just couldn't make the shots because no shooting sticks. So that's my fault. I I blame myself on that. So. Fast forward, we go back, go get his essays, and we come back, and we go in the afternoon, and his boy see it. So we're on that stock, and we're about 500 yards, and I look, and I'm like, fuck, I forgot the shooting sticks again. <laughs> and I'm like, god damn it, fucking amateur hour, right? But we were cool because the grass was lower yeah, and everything. Well, we got we got so close to them on this hill, and the hill was they were on top of the hill by the fence, and... When you go to shoot up, you can't see them. Yeah. So I'm like, God damn it, dude. And we're like 200 yards right now. Mm-hmm. And they started, he just started running. I flipped the decoy up. He started charging us, moving. All the other ones started coming at us. And I'm like, God damn it. He goes, I don't have a shot. I can't see. I can't see. And I'm like, dude, we can. I, don't, I pulled the binos up on this one. And I said, hell no. We got to shoot this sucker. Yeah. And I said, use my shoulder. You know? And he goes, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, fuck. I'm trying to control my breathing because I'm like this. <laughs> you know, I'm breathing heavy because, you know, I got asthma and shit, you know? Asthma and the excitement <laughs> of everything, yeah. I was breathing heavy. I ain't going to lie. And I tried to fucking literally, literally just calm down mm-hmm. and put it on there. And I'm trying to, you know, range find it, hide behind the decoy, mm-hmm. have him sit there on my shoulder, try to be calm. And then finally, he, I said, listen, they're going to be coming right out on this side by the fence line just be ready he goes i don't see him i said there they are there they are because i don't see him i'm just stay there they're gonna come right in there mm-hmm. and then you know he started moving pushing all the other bucks away and then bam he finally got a shot i think what, what i i want to say was it two something mm-hmm. um right off my shoulders dude straight smoked it right like hammered per- perfect it. heart perfect shot. heart yeah we looked at it the heart was blown, blown out. out yeah and man, I'm telling you right now, uh, that was that was that was a hunt that will be with me for a long time because that shit was fun. Yeah. And um, the 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 size of that thing was crazy. I can't wait to put out the pictures because it's it's a badass goat, badass goat. I mean, um, I, I I was happy for him because he was, you know, we passed on that. We couldn't shoot that big one, right. and then we passed on a. A couple other ones that, you know, I think he started thinking like, fuck, man, maybe I shouldn't have passed on him, mm-hmm. you know, and it just came together and his buddies were there. So it just all worked out. Then uh, you were done with EJ and I, I, I called you and I said, hey, man, when you get done doing all your stuff, come out and help us, you know, glass for more goats. Yeah, we um, we met up with with you guys when you grabbed grabbed um, the other guys. And they had their goats and Sterling and, and Rihanna were going to go back out for, for deer. So EJ and, and I didn't have a whole heck of a lot going on. So we, we helped them out with skinning out their antelope. And then we quartered them out and, and went back to town, grabbed ice, threw them on the cooler and stuff. And gave you a call and like, hey, we're, we're on our way back out there. You're like, all right, cool. And um, we ended up getting back to the ranch. You're like, hey, come over here on this <laughs> fence. Follow, follow the fence line road down. And we'll, we're right here on the fence. I'm like, do you get one? And you're like, maybe. <laughs> And it, dude, it was perfect timing because you guys had just got it, and we rolled up, and we were just like, "Damn, that is an an awesome antelope, dude! That it, thing it was, was crazy." Freaking tank. It was cool, and and the thing about it was, um, 
just how it all went down and like I'm not gonna lie, man. After I saw that big one get away, I was like, "Damn, that was the biggest one I've mm-hmm. I've seen on the ranch." You know, like literally, like with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. And bam, like here you go. Here's another big one. I mean, there's so many opportunities that it goes, but you know, you get those special big ones. Mm-hmm. You're like, dude, you want to capitalize on it, right? Well, and- in that spot where you guys ended up getting that one, that was the same situation like with EJ and I. You and I had gone yeah. back there two or three times together before we had hunters, and then we had gone back there with hunters and hadn't been seen very much back there. And then just at a happenstance, though, that that yeah. group was there, so they can be they can be in one spot one day and they can be miles away the next day. So they're they're moving in and out of of the property constantly. New ones, yeah. new ones are coming in, mm-hmm. you know, and the and the ones that we've been glassing are gone. Like, what the hell is going on, you yeah. know? And um, it's just crazy because. Right now, it's so hot right now with the, with these goats because they're straight in rut. And, uh, man, it, it's just been crazy. So, yes, we get the goat. You know, we take all the pictures. And I got an audience, you know, watching me gut this, <laughs> this animal, right? Like, yeah. I got all these guys watching me. I got Frank here watching me. And, you know, I bet, you know, I've only done – I don't know. I would say in my life, probably about 10 goats prior to this, maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I just know, you know, and this one was obviously getting mounted. So I didn't want to fuck up the hide. You know, their, their, their fur is so delicate. So I was like, okay, how can I make this right? But, you know, everybody who knows me, I have the weak stomach. You guys heard the show. I'm, I'm always dry heaving. And even when I have a chew in, you know, (laughs) My stomach is fucked, right? So I'm like, God damn it. And like the first time, the first boys uh, with uh, Luke and uh, Gus, it was cool. I didn't have no issues with Mm -hmm. it, right? I was like, damn, maybe I overcame that shit. Mm -hmm. Well, with with Bob's goat, I'm over there and I I, I, I literally tell everybody, I'm like, hey, I got a little weak stomach. Don't think I'm... Uh, I'm getting sick or anything, but I may dry heave a couple times gutting this, <laughs> this goat. He goes, he like, kind of looks at me like, what? Why? You know? Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but for some reason right now when they're rutting and whatever, when you gut them. Well, they also, ugh. they have like a unique smell to antelope. I always ugh. think that. <laughs> I just think of it. It's so nasty, I dude. think uni- they have a unique scent to them as well. They kind of, I always think they smell like Frito chips. No, dude. fuck no. I this eat a whole bag of Fritos and that shit's not Frito delicious, dog. That is not Frito delicious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I get these guys watching me gut this, you know, and, uh, and we get done. So I'm like, okay, I got to get in there. And man, I'm I finally get in there and I'm I'm gutting it, and then all of a sudden we this, get that whiff. Just I get a whiff coming, and I'm like, uh, and but in my defense, everybody got, got away from this. Got me too. And they were all like, "Oh shit, this one's bad," and I'm literally about to puke, but I'm trying to bite. I'm trying to play it off like a pimp, you know. And I'm like, God, dude, I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> I was ready to take you in, dude. <laughs> you're looking at me. I'm like, nah, this is, you got it, man. You're good. So I was like, God, dude, my eyes are watering. I was like, it smelled so bad. But we did it. And, uh, you know, I will say this, like, uh, you know, these guys that want to get it uh, mounted, I don't fuck with that. I don't, sk- I don't cape it. I don't, you know, skin it because uh, I don't want to mess it up. So I give it to, like, some of these veterans that's, done bunch of skinning and and, and uh, caping so i give it i gave one to you and i gave one to sterling uh, to do it you know i'll, I'll, I'll g- gladly give him a couple hundred bucks a hundred or a hundred bucks and to do it because i don't want to mess up this guy's 
prize, right? Like, this is his trophy, you know, and it would yeah. be stupid for me to ruin it, you know? Well, the cool thing is, um, you know, we uh, – I did the cape the up to the head for, for Javi's goat, and um, the cool thing is we had uh, – Yeah. Greg, Greg's in camp, and he's hunting. He's a taxidermist, and he's been doing it for 25-plus year, years, and um, we're like, hey, man, can you, can you give us a hand on the head and show us exactly how, how you do it? And, you know, this guy's been doing it for 25 years, and he's just – and he showed us exactly how how to do it and, and not screw up. You know, the the eyelids are, are pretty important yep. and, and the nose and all that stuff. And he did it really fast, but he was very precise, almost surgical with this little – he had this little knife. Like it was a little bear – looked a, like a bear yeah, claw, right? Yeah, it was like a tactical knife almost, and it was probably like only a couple inches long. And he just showed us how to how to do it yeah. really perfectly. And, man, that was that was interesting to, to see a professional do that. Yeah, to me, I was like, "Oh shit, this guy's a G, dude!" And dude. he knew it. Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll be, I'm glad. Do it, please, because I don't want to fuck with you know the trophy." And um, so, like, you know, for me, just you know, guiding some of these guys out, I'm like, "Man, I'll, I'll try to put you on animals, and I'll try." But you, they still have to make the shot. They got, they got to do it everything. And I got to, I'm gonna knock on wood because everyone we've had right now has been fucking awesome, awesome yeah. OGs knows how to you know. You don't you have to do anything, you know. Like, I always I always tell people, like, hey, is it on safety? You know, is there nothing chambered? You know, I'm, like, right on it, you know, just because, you know, we're having such a great time. I don't want a great time turning into a bad time, you know. So, um, there, everybody's on point. Everybody knew, you know, everything, the gun control. Like, it, that part right there is, like, you can't, you can't forget about it because, you know, we get so emotioned, you know, having such a good time. And then, you you know, your drilling's up and, you know, you, you get caught up in the moment and you're just like, oh, shit, you know. Uh, nobody wants you giving a mouth to mouth. Yeah, nobody wants me to fucking throw my <laughs> mouth in there. But I will. But I will. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, hold on. I think we. But anyways, yeah, so we. uh everybody was cool safe everybody knew how to control their firearms i mean that part was just awesome like it's man i tell you what i've you know i joke around like i'm a fucking guide and i do this and that but i'm telling you right now it's been the best fucking yeah, week so far it doesn't feel like work you know you're yeah. just out here with some, some Hunting, you, you, guys, feel, you meet these guys and they become your friends really quickly and it's just yeah. like you're out there with your buddies i feel like i'm actually hunting mm -hmm. like when they shoot i feel like i'm just uh, i'm the mm -hmm. guy that pulled the trigger honestly and i'm like damn i know what i'm doing <laughs> I'm i need like, a raise Alex. Alex, <laughs> Alex, i need a raise god damn it uh but yeah it's been cool man and and i will say this man uh the, i get tip money from these guys and i'm blown away I'm I'm blown away. So generous. They're yeah. they've been great. You you've been blessed too, and I, I I gotta give big props to all of them because I'm I'm blown away. I've never yeah. thought, and you know, I don't think I'm worth life, that. Man. Yeah, I want to I go hunt with these guys. You know, yeah, I spent a lot of time with EJ, and we yep. got to know each other. And he's he's. I hope you can get him on your podcast at some point. Yeah, he's so interesting, man. He's he's traveled the world. He's, yep. He does a lot of humanitarian work, um, in Africa with agriculture and and kind of setting setting up these different communities up with uh sustainable ag agriculture to to feed the community and um I, I really hope we can get you can get him on and and talk to him about his story because he's such an interesting guy so generous and uh you know we we were talking about going out to to idaho with him and, and doing a mule deer hunt or a bear hunt or something like that and you know he's he's 
he's a really good dude. And he's I, he's I hope just a good, good dude, relation. good-hearted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wouldn't even really guide him, and he, he hooked me up with some badass walking sticks, yeah. um, shooting sticks, and uh, hey, he's just cool. Gave me the rest of his whiskey, mm-hmm. good whiskey. I mean, like, you didn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's a good, he's a good dude. Um, everybody, just all the guys, like, um, and that, that's the hard part for me is like I get attached real quick and like at least now we have social media we can you know stay, stay in, touch, in touch see yeah. what's up and uh, you know the podcast obviously they can you know call in or ask questions now or something you know but I don't know man the guy life is it, it's you know late nights early mornings uh, but I, it's fucking fun it fits right up my alley it's a little tough on the liver here yeah here. yeah <laughs> man I tell you what I, I, I will say this I'm not this ain't a sponsored deal. This is not anything, but those element packs yeah, they- are fucking game changers, dude. Like literally, like I started cramping up in my. I thought I fucking pulled my growing the first day, just walking. You know, I was like, God damn, I gotta hop this fence, you know. And I fucking, I was like, God damn, this hurts. Mm-hmm. I obviously wasn't drinking enough water, right? And I popped one of those in, and I was like, dude, I feel like a million bucks. Yeah. Yesterday, I popped two of them. I'm a, I'm. I feel like a G today. Well, you just you don't feel like you need to drink that much water because it's it's really you're driving it's, around. Oh, it's so cool in the mornings yep. too, and, and then you get out there and you get on the stock and it's 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 warm out there, dude. Yeah, I'm popping. I'm drinking Kill Cliff and shit all the time and chewing and, uh, you know, smoking cigarettes, smoking a couple cigs here and there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been it's been such a fucking blast. Um, let's see if this works. What up, Stick? You there? What's up, boys? What up? What's up, Frank? Frank up? Pope and Young Peralta. Hey. Goddamn. How yeah. you doing, buddy? I like I like how you shared the uh, the um, video that the story that when we were shooting with Tomas and with Ramon. Remember? <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, I'm like, what's up with that shot? You're like, well, at least I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you shared Yo, that the other day. That was the funniest shit I'd ever seen. I had to watch it again, so I had to screen record that bitch. I laugh at that shit frequently, my uh, boy. Uh, that shit's so uh, funny, huh? <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's only shit that we can say with your boys, you know what I mean? Like, um, we just have fun, you know? Oh, dude, I'm telling you right now, I, I, this this is no bullshit. After the first day, we we slammed those doubles, uh, guiding together, and I I said, "Damn, Frank, we're gonna start our own outfitter business." <laughs> he goes, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, F and L Outfitters," and he goes, "What's that?" I'm like, "Frank and Luke Outfitters, baby, let's go." <laughs> Yo, we're having a blast. You need to trademark on that shit. Somebody's gonna take it. Uh, uh, <laughs> you, bro, you need to trademark Pope and Young Peralta. Yeah, there you go. I gotta my shoot something. Make that, money on you, my boy. I gotta shoot something that's Pope and Young first. <laughs> yeah, he Look, swallowed a listen, couple Frank, some popes. I, this Pope, Pope and Young Peralta came from my buddy. He didn't know who you were. I was like, you don't know Frank Pope and Young Peralta. He's like, why are you calling that? I was like, damn, near everything he kills gets Pope and Young. Yeah, <laughs> he he's a killer, man. Straight killer. Uh, how you been, man? You been good? Oh, yeah. You know, usual shit. Still working a night shift. I'm I'm gonna be late today because I'm I'm heading out to the field that I got permission on. So I'm gonna see if I can uh, can't set up something and make something happen this fall. Uh, are you you whitetail hunting right now? Yeah. Uh, so in Indiana, they they open up on October 1st, not September. So. Oh, nice. Um, and I just got permission on this piece, so I'm just killing a little bit of work time, and I 
want to see if I get anything inside out there because uh, they don't, for whatever reason they don't want me to put up trail cameras. Uh, I didn't ask them why; they just said don't do it. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Oh yeah, well you got to respect that then, you know. Oh yeah, but I'm telling you, if I go out here and I see one trail camera in this motherfucker, I'm taking an SD card out that bitch and seeing what's up there. <laughs> I'm gonna be that guy. Yeah, you got I'm it. I'm not gonna keep it. I'm not gonna keep it. I'm gonna just pop it in the phone. You know, I'm a Christian. You know, yeah. you gotta do the right thing every now and again. You gotta take a peek, right? Being honest, man. You gotta take yeah, a peek. Yeah, because I'm just saying, like, I asked anybody else on out there. They said not that they know of. I'm like, don't you own this property? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you don't know anybody else on it. Oh well, that's cool, man. I hope you. I hope you. Uh, you smoke a good one. Make sure you send the pictures, man. I definitely will, dude. I'm going to kill a, a fucking boomer doe, if anything. Yeah, well, those are always nice. Are people still sending pictures to Cody? Oh, yeah. Dick pics? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's as, as frequent, but I think some of the diehards but still it's do. well accepted. Yeah, well accepted. Um. Anyways, but yeah, man, it's, anyways, it's good to hear from you. You got any other questions for us? Oh, yeah, yeah, just a quick one. Frank, what, what are I, you doing now? I need to know. What am I doing right now? <laughs> I'm guiding yeah. in the, I'm guiding Lyman. Now I'm working on a couple things, actually, but um, not quite ready to talk I about got it you. Yet, I've been got, waiting for something. I've been patient, man, because I'm like, Frank's got to do something fucking. There's just no reason for you not to succeed in my mind. You seem like a good fucking dude. No, I appreciate that, man. I, I appreciate it. And circling back to what I said earlier, I I've met so many great people and, and friends in the outdoor industry. You know, it'd be a shame not to, not to proceed with, with what I've, you know, what I've been working on for so long. And, you know, I mean, for instance, I, I wouldn't have gotten to know Luke if it weren't had yeah. been for, you know, where I started in, um, up here in Denver. So, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a blessing, you know, and, and all good things have to come to an end at some point and, and then you move on and you, you find something else. So, you know, I think yeah, unfortunately it seems that way, but yeah, life's good, man. You know, I got, great friends and family around me and, and were very supportive. So, um, yeah, I appreciate the kind words. But in the meantime, he's sucking his dick for the money. <laughs> I got to make that lettuce, dog, you know. I got to pay the rent. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. Bucks bucks. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, nobody wants I, to be homeless, bro. I got, I got in this trailer, and I'm like, dude, what's that hole in the wall? And you're like, yeah, you'll find out tonight. <laughs> Get back here, son. <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, man, it's good. He's good. He, he's going to... Whatever Frank does, he's going to do fucking, you know, to the fullest and do it, you know, and um, he'll be happy. Like I, like I just said, you know, make sure you you do what you want to do, and guess what? And if you'll try it for a while, and if you don't like it, change it. You know what I mean? That's just it, you know? Everything works out, man. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. I, I say that, and I, I truly mean it because, you know, if the uh, – if the whole thing with Kafaro and everything never happened, and you know, like I said, I'm, I'm great with Kafaro and uh, great with Frank, and I, you know, I didn't want to get in the middle of it, but I had to because it's, you know, my my friends, and um, so I stayed in, but I be you know being able to, you know, be cool with Aaron, be cool with Frank, and uh, you know, now we get to share, you know, this little guiding experience that we're doing together, dude. It's been nothing but fun, you know what I mean, like. Uh, it's been nothing but pure entertainment and joy, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good for y'all. When you come back from Neverland and you got to 
clock in at a nine to five job again. You let me know if you're still saying the same shit. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. Exactly. I fucking feel. I know. I feel you, bro. I feel you. Fuck. But uh, I'm gonna let you guys. I'm gonna let you guys go. I've been on here long enough. Plus, I'm pulling up uh, to the property right now. Uh, appreciate you guys, uh, Frank. Godspeed, brother. Thanks, brother. I appreciate. Uh, oh, it. Good luck thanks tonight. Thanks for the fucking catamount. Um, Hookup, bro. If I hadn't seen you following that dude, I would have never found out about that bino harness. Yeah. Nice, yeah. yeah. Other than that, you guys have a good time. Yep. All right, Pim. Good yeah. luck. Have fun. Stay safe, Pim. Yep. Later. 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 Um. But anyways, yeah. So that shit. That's the whole struggle. He's good, right? Yeah. He's good people. I like him. Uh. Well, what else is new, Frank? What else has been up? It's been a good season so far, man. Yeah, you we you smacked out, up. Yeah. What, you smack a bear? Got a no. bear. Got a bear, got a bear got a, first. Got a mule deer. So it was a cool season. Um, I was uh, planning on rolling in solo for a high country deer, and um, Taylor and Tomas, Tomas my, both. my buddies, they uh, are both of our friends, they, um, they're they like, hey, man, if, if you want some company up there, we'd be happy to, to come up there and, and help spot for you and just kind of learn because they, you know, they, those guys, they archery hunt, but they, they mainly elk hunt, and they haven't done the high country stuff before. So, um, you know, we packed in uh, two days before season, and, um, the last, the last weekend that Tomas and I went scouting, we found a really, really nice wide high country buck. And that was kind of our quote unquote tar- target buck, you know, and yeah. in the past I've always, I've scouted and I've found these, these bucks and they become the target buck, but shit changes pretty quickly up in the high country. And we, uh, we packed in early and we were able to locate that buck. And then, you know, as soon as opening day happened, he ended up in a different basin and, uh, moved in on a stock on that on that deer and it didn't pan out i couldn't relocate him so i i, I pulled out of the stock one of the few times i pull out you know what i'm saying i love it <laughs> i never pull out pulled out of the stock and um you know they just they just disappeared they're so sneaky up there and there's so much terrain and different patches of trees and you think you have a, a full view of the basin and then all of a sudden you know they disappear and that didn't pan out, so we spent another few days trying to relocate that deer. We probably put eyes on, I don't know, 30, 40 different bucks, and it just wasn't kind of what we were after. And I wanted to be selective. I knew this would be a special season because I had kind of an unlimited amount of time to hunt this year. So, um, you know, I, I wasn't going to pull the trigger on, on the first deer that I got an opportunity right. on. And I sent you pictures like I was up above these these deer at like 30 yards in, in the cliffs and i send him a picture you're like damn why did you shoot him i'm like no we were after this one buck so um taylor had probably four or five days he could hunt and um, he had to pack out so uh when he packed out tomas and i decided to pack out too because i had that bear tag so we were gonna go hit the low country and hit the oak brush and we did that the first day we we put on like 12 miles of just hiking and glass in that oak brush and that shit is so thick Thick. and they could be in there and you never know blow them out so we, we hiked, and, and we did a bunch of glassing. The next day, we sat a couple water holes, and we saw a sow with two cubs. And so we knew the bears were in the area. It was just, it just you know, it's just a matter of of, when. of finding them when they're hitting these water holes and stuff. And so after a couple of days of doing that, we got a little frustrated, and we're like, I'm like, dude, let's go back up into the mountains. Let's hike up this trail. That's notori- I've killed a bear back here before a couple of years ago. And we hike way up. Another, we, we go up this trail six miles up in this canyon. It's, it's a beautiful country a ton of there's all these little tributaries of creeks and berries and stuff and and we just didn't end up seeing anything so it's getting late in the afternoon we hike out and we'd been hitting up sonic yeah and we're like we're all talking about i'm like dog you got to try this ocean water slushy and me and tomas are talking we end up going back to town 
and getting some Sonic and getting the slushy. We're all happy as fuck. We only have like a probably two hours left of daylight, and I'm like, well, I know this one spot we can go down the low country. We'll hike up this trail. It's like 15 minutes. We get on this ridge and we can see down into this water hole, and then across there's like different patches of oak brush, and we get up there and we're we're sitting up there and we probably have an hour left of daylight and all of a sudden there's all these deer that start popping out a bunch of smaller bucks and does and they're going down to the water hole and i'm like damn man if there's a bear in here they won't come they're not they're not gonna be all these deer back here well sitting there i'm about to call it you know early i'm like let's just i was thinking like let's just head back and um tomas gets up and he's he's kind of like glassing over to the left and i'm look i look at the water hole and this bear comes out and i'm like yo 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 and our adrenaline's going i get on the bipod I freaking get him in the scope and just send it. Boom, drop him right there. It actually was a, a, a big sow, a chocolate sow. Dude, um, it was a it big was, sow. Oh, it, was, it was a beautiful bear, man. And you know, I had my buddy Tomas there with me. He'd never been on a bear hunt, never seen a bear up, up in up person. Up that close, yeah. yeah. So we go down there and we take some photos and we, we skin it out and, and pack it out. It was a really quick pack out. And, uh, you know, it was, it was cool. It was special to, to be there with a friend that yeah. hadn't experienced something like that yeah. before. So. We did that. Um, ended up heading home for a couple of days. Nikki's my girlfriend's birthday. Yeah. Um, so we spent the weekend back home, and I ended up packing back into the high country for archery mule deer, and that was a cool experience. I went up there, back up there solo, and uh, there was no one else back there, man. Yeah. I, it was it was cool. I I felt like I had a really good opportunity to to get a high country buck. And first evening, I I go up there in glass, and I see this deer, and I'm like, what what's sticking out of this deer side? And I saw this arrow. Oh, yeah, I remember There's that. an arrow sticking out of this deer. And I'm like, is this thing sticking out of its shoulder? And it, it, it ends up moving closer into this basin. And I put the spotter on it. And it's got an arrow sticking through its right ear. Right ear, yeah. And the broadhead was lodged in its left antler. And I was like, dude, what the hell is that thing? That so is crazy. It was, a, it was a really nice deer. And um, the next day, I'm like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after this thing. So first thing in the morning, I spot him. Beds down by himself up against this cliff face and there's a couple other deer in the basin not too far off probably 100 150 yards and this ba- this basin is just like pure grass and rolling hills there's like nothing else but that cliff face yeah. where, where he was bedded so i'm like oh done deal dude i'm gonna go circle around get above him and he's gonna be 30 yards i circle around and i get over there empty bed i'm like what the hell happened well those other two deer linked up with them and they wor- moved down yeah. and they bedded it's, in yeah. a spot where i couldn't get to him and the first three days of that hunt, it was constant rain and hail. So thunderstorm Ugh. rolls in. I roll back to camp. Next day, I wake up in the morning. It was like Alaska. I open up my tent, and I could see about 10 yards. And I'm like, dude, are you serious? Crazy rain, crazy hail. And uh, finally, in the midday, the weather breaks for a little bit. And I, gla- I go in glass, and I see that buck again with those two deer on a pretty close to where they were that that earlier, yeah. earlier in the in the hunt so i i i'm like all right i'm just gonna be fast i'm gonna grab my little stocking pack i'm gonna bring just my rain jacket and i'm gonna haul ass over there so i haul ass over there get above them in the cliffs drop drop my shoes move in and i have him at 70 yards but it's pretty windy and he's feeding towards me and i'm like oh it's gonna happen yeah got arrow knocked they don't know i'm there he moves closer He's about 60 yards. I'm getting ready to draw, and, like, literally out of nowhere, this huge gust of wind blows in, and 
the clouds roll in, and I, I swear I could not see 10 yards. Oh, really? And I'm waiting, and it starts hail, it starts hailing and raining, and I left my rain jacket in my stocking pack with, oh, with my boots. no. And I'm sitting there, and I'm getting soaked, and I'm like, dude, I don't know how long I can last out here in my socks and just yeah. just a little hoodie. And um, I decide to, to, pack, to back out and, and just ditch the stock, and I can't find my fucking boots because the, the fog is so thick. So oh, I'm walking shit. around in my socks – Rain Wet. getting soaked for like 10, 15 minutes, and I finally find it, and I'm like, dude, this sucks. Yeah. And I come back to camp and, and dry out and shit. And uh, so the next day, I'm like, well, I'm going to give these deer a break. I want to see if there's anything else around. And I go to a different basin, find a couple deer, nothing nothing to write home about, you know, just, just average bucks. And uh, I'm kind of hiking back to camp, and I find – this one buck that I sent you a picture of during scouting yep. season, just yep. this massive Ma- four by yeah. four, and he's right on the edge of the pines. And I'm like, dude, this is gonna be this is gonna be tough. Um, so next morning I wake up, I'm excited, I'm making coffee in my tent, and I have that little canister on my MSR stove. I just the the smallest one they make, and I'm boiling water, and I like lean over to my left to unzip my tent, and I look back over to the right, and it fucking tipped inside my tent. <laughs> You're like, oh, I spit, fuck. I spilt a whole canister of, of water, and the fuck, the stove was on, and it burnt a huge hole in the bottom of my tent. And I'm oh, like, fuck. And, I, and I went to grab it, and I burnt my fingers, and I'm like, damn, this might be a shitty day. Yeah. So I ended up going and, and finding that buck again, but he went into the pines, and I tried to move in on him, and I, I probably blew him out. Like, you know, once they're in the trees, it's, it's, it's pretty, hard. It's yeah. hard to move in on them. So I was ended up running out of food, didn't end up panning out, and, um, I had a couple of days left. I had food back at the truck, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to pack back in here. I'm going to go hit the oak brush country. So I just, like, looked on Onyx, and I found, like, a little trail. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go in there in the morning and see what I see. So I'm walking up first thing in the morning, and way off, like, yeah, I just see the glint of a deer on this hillside. And it's, it's just like a small three-point still in velvet. And uh, I'm like, well, I'm going to go up on this knob in glass. And I come around this knob, and I bump this buck Full velvet, four point, beautiful fucking huge Monster. buck, and uh, I have my bow in my hand, and I'm I'm carrying my uh, my tripod in my other hand, so I like set it down, try to knock an arrow. He he runs out to fifty yards, stops for a second. I go to draw, and he takes off, and I'm like, dude, that was my fucking chance. Chance, yeah. And uh, I run around the hill, and I see where he goes. He goes in this patch of oak brush, and I sit there forever for a couple hours, and he never comes out. And I I, I was like messing with my phone. I end up calling you. I was talking to you yep. on the phone, and as soon as I got off the phone with you. He comes out for like two minutes, feeds, and goes back in. And I'm like, all right, dude, this thing's dead. I'm, yep. I'm moving in for a stock. So I move in for this stock. And uh, when, you're, when you're glassing up stuff, everything looks like it's bigger than it is. So I move over to this hillside, and I'm already like 70, 80 yards from where I, I know that he's bedded. And there's these cattle in between us. And they blow out, dude. It was like a fucking stampede. And I'm like, I'm screwed. Yeah, That's he's it. gone. That's it. And... Um, so I decided to move in a little closer, and I, like, look down the oak brush, and I just see these, this oak brush thrashing. Oh, he was scraping. He was, he was scraping off all of his velvet. And I was like, dude, I am the luckiest bastard in the yeah. world that he didn't run off. So I move into 60, and I can, just, I can just see his antler tips, and I move into 40, and then I move into 30. And I had those um, Gulo stocking shoes on. Yeah. They're, like, kind of, like, really soft socks. Yeah. And um, I move into 30, and he, like, looks up, and he looks right at me. And I'm full camo, you know, face paint and shit. And I just hold my bow. And then he goes back to raking. And at that point, all I could see was his head and his neck. And I, need, I needed him to walk out another step. 
and I felt like there was a good window in there, 30 yards. So he does, and I'm like, dude, I draw back, and I shoot, and I hit, I hit, he was probably like 5, 10 yards into the oak brush, and I hit some oak brush, and my arrow slapped him. And I thought I smoked him because he, like, hunched up. Yeah. And uh, he just, like, ran out, ran around the oak brush, like, 20 yards, and I'm like, dude, I, I killed him. And I, like, look. I, like, peek over the top of this oak brush, and he's thrashing the tree again. It, it didn't hit him. It, it didn't I it guess didn't I kill didn't him. know that. Yeah, it didn't kill him. Or you, maybe you did. I didn't remember that. It didn't kill him. It, the arrow slapped him. like the, It, like, deflected and slapped his yeah. body, and he didn't know what the hell was up, and he was just thrashing the tree. So he was, like, preoccupied and probably, like, well, a branch slapped me or something, I guess. So he, this time now he's on the opposite side of this little draw, and it's wide open, and all I have to do is walk down this deer trail through this oak brush, and he's just thrashing like crazy, quartered away 30 yards, and I just I drilled, I drilled him. And, uh, dude, it was such a cool experience because I've, I've always, like, dreamt about shooting an animal like an elk or something, yeah. raking a tree. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I smoked him. He, he probably ran, like, 10 yards and laid down and died. And yeah. It was cool. I called you right away. I'm like, I got him, dude. You got you're, him. Like, well, I just got off the phone with you. You're like, what? You're like, what the hell? I'm like, dude, so lucky, man. It was, it was a cool experience, and it, you know, I, I love high country hunting, but, um, yeah, I don't always find like really nice bucks. Yeah. Like this was a really great buck. This awesome was prob- buck. probably one of my biggest archery. Yeah, it's awesome. And um, so it, it worked out, man. So it's it's been a good season, and uh, I think I'm under like under an hour for pack out time yeah <laughs> so it's even better right yeah. Yeah. uh so yeah, it's cool man it's funny you said about it scraping and everything mm-hmm. yesterday me and javier were on that big big ass big ass fucking antelope mm-hmm. and we're looking at him i'm like all right we're like 400 yards away let's you know can you shoot him dude i'm watching him <laughs> i pull up the glasses he's fucking he, it was he fucking mounted this can up and he's fucking it felt like I looked at him and I look at I look back at him and I'm like he's fucking <laughs> shoot him now look just like us guys. <laughs> remember that yeah they're marsupials you know <laughs> they're they're just like us they're just fucking just like us like literally he was fucking and he literally fucked like me because I was he was in and he was out yeah, <laughs> he was yeah. but he had a fucking so he 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 fucked one antelope. Mm-hmm. And then at that same point, he went and found, found another one. The rut it, is on. Yeah, he fucking found another one. Fucked again. That shit was cool. Like if I was gonna die, that's what you want. That's the way you want to go. Shoot me, boom, boom, bullet me. <laughs> fucking, you know what I mean? Yep. But the cool thing is that that big ass fucking genetically freak mm-hmm. just he nutted was, was, in two fucking. There you go. So they're coming back. Yep. They're bigger. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So. Oh fuck! Well, boys, uh, it's been fun. Uh, we're gonna get ready, uh, get our stuff ready, and we're gonna get back out. And I think we got what uh, a family coming in tonight. Yeah, um, so we'll take them out in the morning and um, see what's whack, up. Whack and stack. Whack and stack. F&L. But yeah, F and L. Yeah. Uh, AKA ECO. ECO. <laughs> no, big thank you to Alex. You know, this yeah. gave us this opportunity and. It's, it's been it's cool, been man. So I'm fun. glad. I'm yeah. glad we could help him out and do this. Mm-hmm. Like, like the main thing is, I just I want to, and I know how you are. Is I don't want to let him down. Yeah. You know what I mean. I want to, you know, um, I just want you know good reviews with him and have good things with him. So, yep. you know, because technically, you know, if he doesn't like the way I do things, well then fuck you, then Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we top flight, dog. We top top flight, flight security of the world, Craig. Yeah, we top flight great guys, dog. 
So, all right. Well, honestly, Frank, thanks for hopping on here with me. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me. We're going to try to do a couple more with the guys um, uh, from camp. Maybe we'll pop, we'll pop them on on the big screen, and we'll go from there. Then we'll... Um, We'll catch up on some more stories, but, uh, you know, from that being said, we got to go back to the guide life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, it's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, man. Well, uh, everybody, thanks for joining in, and thanks. A uh, couple things. I know we're so close of launching our uh, website, me and Alex, uh, for our merch. Um, I think we just had a couple kinks on, on some things, um, but – the product's coming out and it'll be this month. I promise you that. And once we do, we'll check social media and hop on it because, uh, get you that GU and that ECO swag. Yeah. Get some of it. It's cool, man. We got that. I, we, I got to get one of my shirts and, um, I got to get the, the fucking tag soup shirt. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. And, um, yeah, fuck elk. (laughs) All right, we out, man. We out. Hey, guys. I wanted to hop on here and give you guys a big shout-out and say thank you for all your support. Um, Do me a favor. Check out that Bullhorn app. Give us a subscribe on that app. Um, Man, you guys can watch us live right from your phone. Call in. Ask Cody questions all from the app. Check it out. And make sure you guys give us a follow on the IG at GU underscore unfiltered underscore and at Gladiators Unleashed. And if you're a patron, love you.